Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Periodic Table, episode 31. We called it Flugelhorn. Recorded September 13th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. Episode 31 of the Periodic Table is what you are hearing right this moment. I don't know what title I just said, but I'm sure it was funny. And and Aaron might have even had something to add to it. So since this is the 31st episode, the 31th episode, I almost said, I have to tell you about the 31th element on the periodic table, that being gallium. Gallium, along with mercury, cesium, and rubidium, can be both liquid, can all be liquid near room temperature. Makes it possible to use it in high temperature thermometers. It's one of the longest liquid ranges of any metal has a very low vapor pressure, even at high temperatures. Pure gallium is beautiful, silvery in appearance, and the solid metal exhibits a conchoidal fracture similar to glass. Cool. What I want to know, though, is the scientific um, uh, standard for beautiful, beautiful appearance. Because the scientific document said it was beautiful. <laughs> no, the <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia said it was. <laughs> uh, okay, and here I am. My name is Mark, and the guys you hear with me are Mr. Aaron Butler. Hiya, Aaron. Hello. And Mr. Sean Keibel. Hiya, Sean. Hey, great to be here as always. And Mr. Corey Knapp. Hi, Corey. Hey, what's going on? Good to hear you all again. I would say see you, but I can't see Corey. So that's true. I'm hearing you all. And Corey went to uh, all the trouble at one point (laughs) to send me a picture to use of him. And I didn't bother to. How do you spell your last name, Corey? So I don't know where it is. K-N-A-P-P. Maybe I'll I'll work that out real quick because anyway. So anyway. How you doing, Corey? How's the whole guts being put back in thing? A lot better. A lot better. Yeah, about 95, 90, totally better than two weeks ago or a week ago, whenever it was. Two weeks ago, whatever, last week. I feel totally uh, better and ready to go. All right. And uh, last week, two weeks ago, when Jim Beeson was on, he made a plea for uh, those of you out there to uh, send us some news topics. He, uh, he said that, you know, I'm a busy guy. I don't have time to go out and get it all. Well, I just want to say Jim practices what he preaches. He sent me 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 news articles. Actually, That's I, why think, I, preach I think it was like hamburgers. I think it was about 17. I, I used, I, I didn't use a couple of them. Corey. Sent me another six or seven, and then Sean found like eight or nine. So, A, we're not going to do them all. It's just too much. And B, I didn't have to do a dang thing for this show. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. No problem. Yeah, see? The, the boss got on us, and we felt guilty. That's what it is. Yeah, so I just need Jim to do do more, do my bidding. Right? <laughs> right. It's, yeah. Mark talks, and nobody listens. Jim in the chat room talks, and... There you go. See, we're all about ser- being servants yeah. to our uh, our listenership. And also, Mark, I just sent, I just sent you a picture, Mark, of Corey Pequeno Nap, MMA fighter, that you can use <laughs> if you want <laughs> for Corey tonight. 
Uh, so that, that's in your in basket right now. Well, I have his picture in my in basket. I just there's this no be funnier. There's no good way to get to it. So anyway, moving right along to the first of many stories. Condom doesn't want condoms to use the name condom on their condoms. Okay. I thought that was funny. Apparently, there is a town in France by the name of Condom. Who knew? Condom France. Um, and there's a company called the Original Condom Company. <laughs> this is, makes me laugh. That advertises that its condoms come from Condom France and actually show a picture of Condom France and have an address on their their business letterhead and stuff. Um <laughs> For condom frets, just to make themselves look better. The city of condom said, you're not here. The address you gave is a vacant lot. Stop it. And uh, and they won. And the the condom company, the original condom company, is has been ordered to pay $12,600 for false advertising. That's a lot of condoms. And, uh, and the condoms from Condom France, allegedly, are actually made in Malaysia. So $12,000 in Malaysia is like a billion dollars. Wow. Part yeah, and so that's, that's like, like, I don't know, three days worth of condoms in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest the part, is, as so often these articles, is the very end. Unfortunately for the town, Francophile tourists passing through might also snigger at the name of the local river, which is French for the activity for which condoms are intended. <laughs> oh, it's last just, paragraph so, always has a great. Line. I'd love, I'd love to meet those those town founding fathers. They must have been a great group of guys. So the town of Condom France has the effing river running through it. Is that how it works? <laughs> the intercourse area. And you know, it all started because you know, son, when we first founded this area right over there on the other side of that hill. That's where you were created. <laughs> you know what? We're going to name that river. Uh, so i guess then the town should have been called like condom with a hole in it (laughs) so faulty condom france it's a little long though but uh, that's what she said but um bum should have used a condom france (laughs) oh there we go now i got a picture of Corey to put up okay Cool. So, uh, moving right along, some of these I picked not because the story was inter- interesting, but because of the article. Uh, and and we'll get to some of these, but this one is good. Um, Jim calls it maybe golfers should go to the driving range. This is I, I was surprised it wasn't in Texas because it it seems <laughs> like a Texas thing to do, but it was actually in Nevada. Um, Jeff Fleming is a fellow who has a, uh, um, a house on a golf course. I always thought that was... Um, um, oh, sorry, Jim. About on a golf rifle course, range. next to one, right? Sorry, not uh, rifle range, not driving range. I, I messed up Jim's joke. No, he's on a golf course. I see people uh, who build houses like... Uh, what is it? The, where the Masters... What is that? What is that place? There are houses. Augusta. Augusta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are houses like on the golf course. I was um, being I was being facetious. I don't. It's not. You don't have to like drive over it. Like right, all right, well, I can't yeah. see the green from here because there's a there's a two bedroom, yeah. <laughs> one so, bath. So anyway, at this the fairway at this golf course, the the man has a um, a house there, and a uh, a duffer shot a, a golf ball through his window, and I guess on the 16th hole of Reno's Lake Ridge Golf Course, 
Uh, I assume that Mr. Jeff Fleming, 53-year-old redneck in a mansion, apparently, um, had had enough with it, so he took off after the guy with a shotgun and opened fire. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think that's kind of the uh, you get what you ask for type thing. I yeah, think anybody, think that's so. like somebody building their house at the end of an airport and complaining about the noise. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, people are not, we knock balls through your windows. Now, it did say he got in an argument with them beforehand. Right. Maybe that's the whole problem. I just think if you're going to build your house on or near a golf course, you have to expect that's going to happen, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you park your car at Wrigley Field and a home, a home run ball knocks out a window. Do you have a right to be upset about that? I no. think no. And you got a ball out of it. Yeah. However, if a building falls on your car, Aaron, that's a very different yes. story. Yes. We had a social contract there and they broke it. Um, when we were doing the Tough Mudder, you know, the, the, the middle probably four to six mile, like four to six, those miles, was actually around the golf course at this resort at the top. And we're running along. It was actually one of the highlights of the run. And I think I told this when we, when we did the story originally, but it's been a while. We're running along, and there's people on their balconies on these houses like you're talking about that overlook the golf course, cheering us on. And this one guy, all of a sudden, he says, you know what this race needs? More cowbell. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and he awesome. cheered us on with the cowbell as we ran by. That's hilarious. That yeah. is Will Ferrell's absolute yes. all-time best Saturday Night Live skit. Really explore the room. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't a lot of songs that we do that feature the cowbell. Okay. You know what this podcast needs? <laughs> I'm going to get a cowbell sound effect. That'd be awesome. That's awesome. So uh, moving right along to uh, Adolf Hitler. Um, <laughs> He's back what a great week. segue. Yeah, I mean, how do you segue into that one, honestly? Right. I mean, there's no, there's just no way to do it. I'm, I have some skills in that department, but you can't go there. So Godwin's yeah. Law has been invoked. We have now mentioned Hitler and the Nazis. Um, a German artist by, the, uh, artist by the name of George, I'm going to say maybe Jorg. Uh, Buchrucker, 32 years old, um, created um, a uh, Hitler-themed toilet paper. Okay? So Hitler is on, on the paper without his mustache. And your job is to put the mustache <laughs> oh, <no>. on Hitler. <laughs> and That's funny. And, he could have made him. He could have made toilet paper that was also drag racing track. Yeah, <laughs> skid marks. I love it. Um, yeah. So, and, and uh, mamas, cover your baby's ears for just a minute because this is going to be a little, a uh, little blue, but I, it's funny enough to say. Uh, Buchroker call uh, likes to call it "draw your own Schittler. Uh <laughs> It says it's a satirical statement against the evil dictator. Uh, the rolls are four dollars and seventy cents each. You can buy them online, uh, where there is a link to in the article. Um, but the problem is, there are some people who don't like it. Hmm. And I don't know why. Yeah, you think they would like? You think they would? I gotta read the sentence. I can't help it. Where where this has me uh, going, I'm thinking this is proof that there's no such thing as time travel because <laughs> if a time traveler ever went back and talked to Hitler and said, dude, do you know what they're going to be doing to your face someday if you keep on the path <laughs> you are? He would have never done it, right? <laughs> he says, my toilet paper is not just practical. It's making a point. 
which mustache wearing man in history would should deserve that treatment more than Hitler? Go ahead, Aaron. I'm saying the next paragraph just okay. The, I mean, this this whole article, like you said, is is just rife with with yeah, great it's a Huffington puns. Post article. Buchracher who hails or hails from behind Germany <laughs> says he's getting orders for the Hitler honey wipes from as far away as America and Australia, but he's surprised by the furor <laughs> that he's created. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Mm. that's oh, great. I, I just burst my, my pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> says uh, whether or not Buchrucker is guilty of crappy art. is a matter of opinion, <laughs> but this uh, but and this is a big this but. Is a big but. <laughs> many Germans are known to be openly obsessed with poop. <laughs> the last line of the, of the story, and that slams the lid on this story. <laughs> Thank you, Huffington Post, for a toilet flushing sound. Not only bringing the information, but doing it in an intelligent way. Uh, so this next story is about one of our favorite topics: bacon. Hey, yeah, bacon, but not really. Oh. Um, <laughs> So this is, uh, where is it, quick? Is it faking? Now, it, the man who calls himself, uh, he's a YouTuber, goes by the name of Bacon Moose. Got to Oh, yes. I remember um, this story. And I'm trying to look at where it is. I can't see the location I'll find the it story. for you. Go ahead. So um, he got a $137 uh, traffic ticket. And in order to pay his $137 traffic ticket... He took 137 $1 bills, painstakingly folded each of them into origami pigs, loaded them into two Dunkin' Donuts boxes, and delivered the donut, the pigs in a donut box to the police to pay for his tra- traffic ticket. That's fine. That's style right, right there. <laughs> And they don't they don't have a locale on this one yeah. in this article. So uh, <laughs> they it says that the the clerk refused to take the money, which by the way is illegal. Yeah, it says if, right there on it legal tender for right. all debts, public and private. If somebody tries to give you legal tender, you must take it or nullify the debt. Uh, yeah, he could have paid it in pennies if he wanted to. Yeah, pennies. But uh, I've heard of of people refusing to take pennies. So, but uh, uh, so basically, a cop came out and told him he had to unfold all the bills. Uh, but the cop had a good sense of humor. humor. He said, that's pretty cool, and it took a lot of time. Little piggies in a donut box. I get it. And then he took a picture of it. And then he said, now unfold them all. Yeah. So You made me laugh. I'll give you mad props. That's Yeah, that's what the clerk, she finally uh, uh, admitted to it. She didn't take the money, but she finally said at least it was funny. Wow. Um, and creative again, I got no segue for this one. Uh, Jackie Hatter, just Mark, just say, and next, yeah, Jackie Hatter is arrested. Let's see, where is Jackie Hatter? Uh, Uniontown, PA, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Parma, no, it's Pennsylvania, Uniontown, Pennsylvania, woman, um, had a different kind of panhandling going on. She was standing on a street corner, stopping cars, offering to strip for money. Right there on the street, doing a strip tease for money. Now, now I have been accosted in both Dallas and Atlanta now, uh, actually in other cities. <laughs> well, that didn't take long. Uh, by by <laughs> panhandlers wanting to clean my windows for money. Okay? This woman is offering a service that I can get behind. 
<laughs> I mean, really, I can clean my own dang window at the gas station. But this woman is offering a real service to motorists of Pennsylvania. And I don't understand why the man got to get her down. It's illegal. Yeah. It's all about, you know, hammering down those personal freedoms. That's right. <laughs> Said she was charged. She was arrested at 840 a.m. So this wasn't a late night thing. Charged well, it with, was a late night. <laughs> charged with disorderly conduct and marijuana possession. Uh, we were told that she was stopping cars and offering to strip tees um, just outside of Pittsburgh. The police say Hatter was mumbling incoherently and fighting with officers. I'll have to say from the photo or mugshot, she doesn't look too happy about being arrested. <laughs> she is uh, non, non too uh, happy. Now, uh, I have to assume that Huffington Post has automated ads that appear uh, on their on their thing. Uh, because th- this one is not only in bad taste, but it's darn funny. At the bottom of this article on the Huffington Post, after the mugshot, is a video how to perform a striptease. So yeah. it's an instructional <laughs> video. Uh, well, and then the one right above it was uh, 10 things you can't do naked or something like that. Uh, some video. Yes, 10 thing. things you can't do naked. So <laughs> the Huffington Post is providing lots of good fodder this this week. Thank you, Jim. These are all yours. So still uh, rocking right uh, along there. Mark, you know, I that just got me to thinking, like, you think the Huffington Post has to have, like, some big, giant corporate office in Florida. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, they probably what have, like, 500 reporters there. So here's a question for you. How okay. old is it too old to discipline your children? You know, my, the, my kids are, are, my oldest is 10. Clearly, I'm still dad and I'm still in charge. But at what age do you move beyond that? And, and your parents are, you know, your children are, are on their own. Well, apparently a 92-year-old man didn't think he was too old to try to discipline his daughter. Of course, the issue with the way in which he tried to discipline his daughter, he tried to kill her three times. <laughs> yes. Uh, Benjamin King was angry when his daughter, Patricia Pernakia, had gone, quote, against his old school principles by letting her adult son and his fiance sleep in the same bed, according to the Orlando Sentinel. What? Hold on Orlando, one second, Mark. Orlando, Georgia, right? Orlando. No. That sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Orlando, um, wh- Wyoming. Real quick, I, I have to point out that most people I know that have old school principles, like not letting people that aren't married sleep in the same bed, not stealing, not um, murdering. You know, yeah. Being a man of your word right along there in that list is not hitting people in the head with a frying pan, not stabbing your daughter, not shooting your children way up in the list. Yeah, that's, that should be up there. Up there. I would think that should be higher than sleeping with your fiance. Yeah. Um, Right. They, they had a disagreement, and in response to the dis- disagreement, this 92-year-old man came up behind his daughter and hit her in the head with a frying pan, saying he, quote, hoped it was heavy enough to kill her. Oh, nice. <laughs> now, the daughter lives with the, the dad and is his caretaker. She wasn't harmed, uh, or at least not seriously. She was able to flee, but when she returned, uh, she wanted to call her son for help, and when she came back, her father was waiting on her, with a pistol this time, where he shot at his daughter twice, put the gun jammed. So the moral of the story is clean your weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's what they were going for here. Yeah. So uh, the daughter was able to take the gun away from him because he's 92 uh, and called 911. Uh, and while he, she was on the phone, okay, frying pan, two shots with a gun. While she's on the phone with 911, he reached in the kitchen drawer and grabbed a knife. This time, the daughter had enough of it, so she slammed the drawer on his hand. You, know, you got to wonder how old the daughter is, too. She's got to be 80 or, you know, <laughs> yeah. 70. Yeah, 60, 70. Yeah. I mean, her son, her grandson is an adult, or his grandson is an adult. He doesn't so, give up. <laughs> it's a persistent man. This is the greatest generation, ladies and gentlemen. This That's is right. the people who fought Hitler in World War II. They don't give up. When the gun jams, you go for a kitchen knife. All right, I thought that was and funnier, next. but apparently, apparently that joke is just going to lay there and languish. So, uh, my car's a little dirty. How about you guys? You, you guys wash your cars yes. on a regular basis? Oh, at yep. least nine times a month. Yeah, yeah. I wash my car every time I have to. So, in Malaysia, if you wash your car at this unnamed uh, location... Nine times in a month. Now that's a lot of car washes. That's a, that's a car wash every three days, roughly. If you get your card punched nine times, you can go next door to the massage parlor and get a different kind of card punched. <laughs> so free, free massage, heavy air quotes. It's a it's a very localized massage. It's a it's a it's it's in a very particular region, um, and yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not performed with hands. <laughs> well, that's the, the hands are involved. Um, <laughs> after becoming suspicious, the article says that the massage parlor was harboring illicit activity. Authorities raided the business and found several of its patrons had customer cards from the car wash. The cards offered little, a uh, little more than your average discount. The uh, the the quote is to get extra offer. Customers must send their cars in for washing nine times within a certain period. Uh, the tenth car wash will entitle them to free sex. Nine again, Vietnamese women were believed to be the prostitutes were were arrested. And again, the uh, the golds in the last paragraph. Call me old fashioned. <laughs> Sorry. Call me old fashioned, but I think think intercourse is worth a scoosh more than nine car washes, Fabian Werber of uh, the stir, right? (laughs) I'm I'm all all about about the punch punch card. card. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I have to say, after reading this, the term customer loyalty has been sullied for me a bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's a customer reward program. Yeah, yeah, that's something. That will definitely keep them coming back. You know, this this episode, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, we've had Malaysia twice now. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's a first. Kind of kind of makes me want to visit Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, see what if, the heck's going on over if there. If you visit the condom factory first, then you go get your car washed. <laughs> right. And then when you come back to the States, a woman will, will volunteer to strip tees uh, while you're in the parking lot. So it's, all, it's a whole circle of porn. Circle, thing. circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I held back. I did not uh, sing Circle of Life with porn in place of life, by the <laughs> way. You, Just to let y'all know, I didn't do that. 
So um, this next story is in, um, God, where is that? Miami Beach, Canada. That's it, right? Yeah, Miami, Miami Beach. Illinois, I think. Is Australia. Australia. Where are the beach? <laughs> Miami Beach, just outside of Adelaide, Australia. That's it. Southern Georgia. Yeah. Deep South Georgia. Miami Beach, Florida. This is just too good to be true. David Weber um, walks into a uh, liquor store, or actually a bar, and tries to buy um, alcohol, or does buy alcohol, and when it comes time to settle up, he hands the bartender a credit card to pay the bill. One problem. The credit card was stolen from the bartender. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> He tried to buy beer from the man he stole his credit card from. Now, you know, I'm not I'm not really one. I don't really believe in karma, per se. I believe in reaping and sowing. But this is one of those things where if I believed in that kind of thing, I would say the universe has conspired 100% against this person in all ways that you can imagine. I don't know what he's done in past lives to, to warrant this, you know, he wants to spit on a Buddha or something. I don't know. Sure. Even the, uh, the picture of this guy, I mean, that's kind of the look on his face. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I, sucks, it yeah. had to happen. Right. I want to try it. <laughs> the case was cracked when 53 year old David Weber handed the card to the bartender who took his order. The Miami Herald reports the bartender noticed that he had just been handed his own credit card. The bartender then called Miami Beach, Beach Police, where Weber, Weber was charged with credit card fraud and theft. Um, he said that he found the credit card on the ground. Wonder if he got his drink first. Yeah, just outside the bar. So, note to homeless people, because this guy was homeless. Not all homeless people are thieves. I just want to make sure I want to clear that. Note to thieves out there: if you're going to break into a car and then attempt to use something from that car in the building you're in, don't break into the employee parking car. Yeah, at <laughs> least make note of the employee parking signs. At least walk across the street. I mean, if right. you find a credit card on the ground and you're going to buy alcohol with it, walk across the street to the other bar. That's my advice. See, we got to have a moral to each of these stories. Yeah. And uh. <laughs> Another one. This is, uh, I don't even think we need to read the story, honestly. I think just the headline is good enough. Um, it takes place in Florida, <laughs> in the, on the beach. And here's the headline. I'm going to read the headline, and then I think we're just going to move on, okay? Thomas Edwin March, naked at beach, holding laptop, 3D glasses, Beer and a cheeseburger. You know what that is? That, that's that's what it would have been if they would have filmed the jerk in 2012. <laughs> all I need is my laptop, my 3D glasses, my beer, my cheeseburger. That's all. So, I need. so what sort of man would you expect to be naked uh, and holding a beer and a burger on a beach in Florida? You know, some spring break kid. No, yeah. this man Thomas Edwin March the fourth. <laughs> Thomas, let's make sure we mention that. Thomas Edwin March the Fourth is fifty-one years old. He he had his three D glasses on, I guess because he couldn't find his sunglasses. Three twenty ounce cans of ice house beer, a smashed cheeseburger, a laptop. <laughs> the uh, the article says possibly to blast a little Bob Bob Seger. It's party time, but he got arrested because he was allegedly walking naked. 
How can you be allegedly naked? Allegedly naked or you're not? <laughs> a responding deputy asked March what he was doing naked with a cheeseburger, but his only response was to remind his officer not to forget the laptop. Hey, you're arresting <laughs> me. Don't forget my laptop. That's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, that's one of those where they, the, the, uh, um, where did I go? I forgot what I was going to say. Headline. Where the, the headline was better than the article. Yes. And uh, I don't know which one of you highlighted that article, but I skipped that one on purpose. And I figured ah. if you had skipped it on purpose, you would have continued on. Yeah. But in case you didn't skip it on purpose, <laughs> I highlighted it. Okay. <laughs> And this one, I, I like Jim's subtitles, too. He, calls, he says, this one is called, The Door Will Make a Full Recovery. <laughs> In Pennsylvania, darn, why couldn't this have been Florida? <laughs> a Pennsylvania bank's front door is being hailed as a hero after it stopped a robber from leaving. The unidentified 27-year-old suspect entered the Pittsburgh Citizens Bank about 9 a.m. and demanded money from the tellers. He was handed some money, but he didn't know that the door was prepared to stop him. The bank security system was uh, um, includes a set of double doors that lock in would-be robbers. So you get the one, the out one's side lock is outside one is locked, and the inside one is locked. Uh, so he was locked in this little vestibule there, flailing around, screaming, banging his arms on the head on the bulletproof glass. The resident, uh, Lawrenceville resident Rose Steiner said, he's crazy. I mean, he couldn't have got out. So why bang your head or beat on the door? He's crazy for trying to rob a bank anyway. Anyway, meanwhile, the suspect has a huge lump on his head and a few lacerations that he'll be dealing with in jail. So there you go. That's a, that's actually a great anti-theft. I mean, idea that when you when you leave, you got to go through this vegetable and somebody in the store just hits the little lock as you go through the first door. Bam, you're trapped. Trash. What do you do? <laughs> Are you smarter than a door? Apparently door. not. Earlier, he was arrested while running around naked and covered in Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, I think I'm gonna skip on this one. All right, we'll go to to. All right, we'll do this one because this is a funny one. Uh, this story is uh out of Warwick, Rhode Island. Uh, a woman is being accused by her neighbors of violating an animal noise ordinance in a unique way. It's not that her dogs bark too much or that she has chickens in the city limits. No. She's trained her cockatoos, note the plural, to cuss. The Providence Journal reports that Lynn Taylor uh, is accused in a Warwick Municipal Court of training the bird Willie to say expletives. The bird allegedly aims the invectives at neighbors who happen to be Taylor's ex-husband and his girlfriend. Which is the funniest part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Uh, that's, <laughs> that, that's really all I have to say about that. That's funny. So uh, rather than doing it yourself, you train your bird to to curse out the neighbor <laughs> who happens to be. Now, if you're going to leave your wife, Why leave you your wife. <laughs> all right? Leave. Well, your yeah. wife. Don't don't move in next door and stay there with the woman you left your wife for. Again, that's the moral of this story. Every story has a moral. Yes. It's moral night on the periodic table. And <laughs> this next story, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it's just it's one of those I can't believe that this happens. And and in Texas, in in my home state. No way. Uh, in just outside San Antonio, 
uh, road construction has come to a halt. I mean, not temporarily, not we're going to put, no, it's over for a while. Because in a hole, there's a spider. And the spider is on the endangered species list. And therefore, building the road would disturb the endangered spider. Well, I mean, it wasn't a big project or anything, Mark. I mean, if it would have been a, an expensive project that was important, yeah, it would have been a big deal. But, I mean. $15 million dollar underpass <laughs> under all. Loop 151. So, <clears throat> $15 million stopped. Not, not paused. They're not going to relocate the spider. No, that's the spider's natural habitat. What? You tell me where that spider is. I'll go kill it right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll create hey. jobs, Obama. Just <laughs> I'll kill that spider. Send in the cursing cockatoo to eat mm. the spider, and the problem is solved. Perhaps yeah. I'll die. <laughs> how, how is there only one spider? Good question. That's impossible. This spider right. has no eyes. So you well, could squish it and it'd never see it coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the eyeless spider has been on the federal endangered species list since 2000, and his habitat is protected. Well, they didn't know it was habitat when they started building a $15 million underpass. But now it's his habitat. It's not a road anymore. It's now a habitat. Who's the Ten, one that went to figure that out with yeah. the spider? Let's see if this is on the list. Who's the one? <laughs> Ten who, who, who brought that up? Hey, boss, I found this spider way. over here. I ain't got no eyes. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. This is kind of interesting. Look at this spider. And boom, you're YouTube. out of a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boom, you're out of a job. Oh, that crazy what do you do when you find an endangered bird that eats only endangered fish i leave you with that question Hmm. have dinner like the sound of one hand clapping so we've got a couple of of smuggling stories i'm going to do them right back to back there uh, uh russians um were caught smuggling uh in Mexican, so Mexico, Mexican authorities um, have have stopped some Russian smugglers who tried to smuggle 320 rare turtles out of Mexico. How do you try to smuggle 321 turtles and think nobody's going to notice it? The uh, the deputy uh, prosecutor Sergio Herrera said that the Russian national was detained last week, but refused to disclose his identity. I can only say he's a twenty year old Russian student named Sergey. I have your answer, Mark, in the next paragraph. The official said the turtles were stuffed into two suitcases, and the reptiles were wrapped in foil and covered by coffee beans to mislead sniffer dogs. Because you know they train all the drug dogs to sniff for turtles. Right? And the turtle sniffing dogs. You know what? Dogs are actually trained to to um, uh, what do they call that? Alert on the scent Alert. of coffee because co- cocaine smugglers often wrap it in coffee. So that was a mistake. Yeah. Well, and, and they may very well have them trained to to alert on the smell of other animals because all types of. I think any trafficking any animals across the border is illegal right. because of disease and things like that. Mexican authorities have stepped up their turtle conservation efforts in recent years, and illegally taking, trading, and transporting the animals is considered a serious offense. Now, I would have tried to bring them across in soup, personally. I think that would have worked. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> or maybe uh, that's so what that's they were the last for. place you want to be caught uh, smuggling turtles. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the last place you want to get murdered. <laughs> that's a little throwback there. Um, oh, that was awesome. And the very next one, another smuggling one. I'm simply calling. Or are you just glad to see me? Because <laughs> I think you can figure it out now. In New Delhi. <laughs> Thank you, CNN. Because I really couldn't say it better. Here's the first sentence of this of the article. <laughs> he had a primate in his underpants. All right, next story. <laughs> what what do you say about that? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> The uh, guard, airport guards at New Delhi's uh, uh, Gandhi International Airport uh, said Sunday that uh, they detained a man from the United Arab Emirates who allegedly had a tiny, big-eyed critter hidden in his underwear. Was it a one-eyed critter? The guards were conducting a, quote, routine pat uh, pat down of the Dubai-bound passenger when they discovered a rare slender loris. <laughs> <laughs> so Is that a slender loris in your pants, or are you just glad to see me? a pill for that now, don't they? <laughs> the one-eyed slender loris. <laughs> no, really, it's just my slender loris. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's relatively small. It's only 10 inches. Um, <laughs> I didn't make that up. That's in the article. It's a nocturnal primate. So it's active at night and it's 10 inches long and it's got big that's eyes. small for me. <laughs> Authorities found a second loris abandoned in a trash can. They I sent them both to world wildlife authorities. The guards turned over the man and two fellow travelers to customers. No charges have been filed. Doesn't that just go, Mark, to show that sometimes you just can't tell which stories are going to be the really funny yeah. ones? Yeah. Yes. That was hilarious. That's good. Because <laughs> I could just see that as a, you know, it's, it's the old thing, you know. Is that a slender loris in your pants? Or are you just glad to see me? No, really. <laughs> it's, a, it's a primate in my, in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and so while we're in the area of the pants <laughs> nice segue yeah i'm calling this one darwin at work once more <laughs> once again all you really have to do is read the headline and you can don't read, need the rest of the story it? please do michael smariglio you can just stop right there <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> michael smariglio accidentally shoots off his penis and testicle friend arrested on drug charge <laughs> So what do you say to that? He had a slender loris in his pants, and he didn't like it. <laughs> oh, um, let's see. This, this was where was Kentucky, this? right? Yeah, uh, Port St. Lucie. Um, yeah, Port St. Lucie. That's got to be Florida. <laughs> a teenager is recovering after Florida tonight. <laughs> <laughs> show title uh, a teenager is recovering after police say he shot himself in the penis and testicle while cleaning a gun he just bought hint check that it was lo not loaded it happened thursday morning in his uh well the address we don't need to say that police say 18 year old michael smariglio first lied to the police saying someone shot him while he was walking down the streets because you don't want to admit that you shot your own junk off Shut your own yeah. off. <laughs> After being questioned by the police, which I imagine probably the answers went something like, ah, 
my god! And the cops were sounding like us. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> tell me what you did again, son. <laughs> so, I was just walking down the street. Him. And then what yeah. happened? Yeah. Doctors say the bullet went through his penis and his left testicle and then lodged itself in his thigh. He told the police he bought the gun last month at a party. And while they were investigating the home where it happened, they discovered marijuana in the house. There's a shocker. <laughs> Now, I would guess that his testicle, if, if it hit it solidly, is probably destroyed. <laughs> but you got two. It's okay. But I'm wondering. They don't say in the article because it says shoots off his penis. Because it, it, it's a funny story to us. We're laughing. But and I really feel bad for the guy if he actually castrated <laughs> himself um, and, you know, completely in all ways. Uh, yeah. Not shot it. Shot accident. it off. I mean, that's there's two different categories. There's shot it. That's bad. Shot it off is on a whole different oh, level. That's what I'm saying. Because hey, the, the title says shot it off, and then the, the first sentence of the, of the article says shot himself in. Right. So we'll see. Well, actually, we won't see. Yeah, Thank God. I don't want to see. I don't want to see his slender Horus. Thank Mike you man. very much. Uh, <sighs> where do you go from here? Well, you go to a kidnapping. Apparently, um, here's a man high on PCP. <clears throat> he falls out of a car, gets run over, then tries to abduct a baby because clearly that's what you do right. after you get run over. You <laughs> try to abduct sense. a baby. I mean, just the other day, I, I fell down the stairs, went through the front glass of my window, got up and said, hey, I think I stole my neighbor's mail. It just made sense at the time. <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri police have a bizarre case on their hands. Uh, a man who was reportedly high on PCP fell out of a moving car. Then he got ran over, was able to get up. And the accident led to a child abduction attempt and landed him in the hospital. The man got up after he had been arrested, tried to open the doors of one of the cars who tried to help him. And when he opened the back door, he tried to take a one-month-old baby inside. The parents say they kept yelling at him and pulling the car seat so he couldn't take the baby, and that's when other people uh, stopped, jumped in to help. Said uh, the quote, uh, the parent Matthew Nicotra, he was just trying to grab her out of the back seat, and I got out and grabbed him and told him to let go of my daughter, and he wouldn't let go. According to friends, the man involved in the abduction attempt is actively, actually a victim himself. He <laughs> lost his daughter about a month ago, and they believe he saw the little girl and thought it reminded him of his daughter. They don't think he was trying to hurt the baby. Because when you're on PCP, you're a very benevolent side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, now this yeah, is how messed up, up our legal me. system is, though, because like six months from now, we're going to be reporting. We're going to be re reading, you know, man gets $10 million settlement for being run over while high on PCP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You know, <laughs> and they'll, you know, drop his kidnapping charges. And yeah, I mean, for me, for me PCP is an up drug. I'm more positive when I'm on PCP. Angel dust, I'm, so, I'm, that, I'm more of a downer on that. So, I mean, I could see it. <laughs> I think PCP is angel sure. dust. That, was, that all thing. sounds rational. Yeah. Um, so, you remember we had a story uh, not too long ago. It was in Florida about the, the Florida zombie guy yep, who ate somebody's right. face off. Well, apparently, there's a whole zombie apocalypse thing going on here. And yep. this one, this particular zombie is falling into the more classic uh, pattern of, of saying brains. Um, this is in Hawley, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> a man who was naked 
and bleeding profusely, gnawed on a woman's head. You know, we got we've had quite wow. a few Pennsylvania stories now. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah we have. Three or yeah. four Pennsylvania stories. This according one's not to migrating there from Florida. According to investigators, the incident began when a 20-year-old suspect, Richard Semino Jr., parked his car behind a home, home on Hudson Street, got out, and stripped down to his underwear. Because, you know, like you do. So you do. <laughs> um, police say Semino then tried to break into a home, but was unsuccessful. So he took off his underwear, naturally, uh, and continued on down the street. And he broke into an unoccupied home. <laughs> While inside the home, he walked up to the home's second floor and jumped out a window. It all makes perfect sense to me so far. Did he steal his neighbor's mail? Causing severe injuries to his arms and legs when he hit the ground. Because, you know, the trip down was fine. Um, bleeding profusely at this point, he encountered two females who were walking down the street. He tackled one of them, causing injury to her, and... Uh, covering her in his blood then he began to quote gnaw on the victim's head while screaming like an animal the two women were able to escape and call the police and when they arrived they found him lying on a roadway covered with blood and displaying quote delusional and confrontational behavior so after having jumped out a second story window and gone through all this they had to tase the guy to get him to calm down. They were forced to tase him, and then he was still fighting. So they tased him, they subdued him, they put him into the ambulance, and he punched the MT who was uh, who was uh, treating him in the face. He wasn't treating him in the face, he punched him in the face. And the police were finally able to uh, subdue him and take him to uh, the Geisinger Community Medical Center for treatment of his injuries. It's currently not known what, if anything, Samino was under the influence of during the frightening ordeal. <laughs> It's the if anything that bothers me most about that sentence. Right. Well, you know, Mark, it seems like uh, guys would start figuring out that running around naked out in the public is probably not such a good idea. Well, you know, I've got some more naked for you. <laughs> <laughs> like how I served that softball. Yeah, up. that was nice. Uh, <laughs> so we've had uh, the naked uh, beachgoer. And we've had the naked zombie. How about a naked monk? Naked monk, anyone? Can I hear naked monk? <laughs> this is a German monk. Um, uh, was wandering around in the in the wilderness. Apparently, he's a. They don't say what kind of monk, but he's a monk. He was out naked. <clears throat> a naked monk. He's a monk of the naked order. He was out in uh, the wilderness of of. Um, Unterwossen, a Bavarian town near the Austrian border, um, and he was uh, he was spotted naked, and he was scraped up and staggering on the woods. Apparently, while he was out hacking, hiking, he uh, he uh, jumped on his bike and headed off into the woods to do a little camping. And while he was there, he ate some poisonous berries, um, and they made him go a little loopy. And for some reason, he decided to take his clothes off because that's what you do, apparently. <laughs> Um, and he was wandering around and somebody found him and called the cops and now he's okay. But that's just bizarre. It is. It's a different kind of religious experience entirely. Apparently I'm seeing a theme here that when you get out of your head, you get naked. Apparently naked. We throw off the shackles that the man put on us is what we do. <laughs> and then you shoot your Laura, Loris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I've you called know, this one Docs and that, Robbers, even though I may it's, have to that may just become my new colloquialism <laughs> for penis in general. Loris. Loris. Nobody will know except for us guys here and the people listening to the podcast. You know, I knew a guy who called you know, you, you come up with all these things when you're kids, you know, a lot of times people don't you only use the medical term. We use the medical term with our son, but his was Fostudulum. You ever heard that? <laughs> That's yeah, cool. I just I just got knocked in the Fostudulum. <laughs> I said, the what? The Fostudulum. I was like, you got me on that one. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we called it Flugelhorn. Flugelhorn. Okay. <laughs> oh. So I'm calling this next one Docs and Robbers just because it sounds good, but it really doesn't fit. It's a pharmacist, but we'll say he was oh. a doctor. In Winslow Townslip, Township, New Jersey, police say uh, a, uh, um, well, let me, I'm trying not to give it all away. Around 2 a.m., a man allegedly armed with a gun, allegedly armed, uh, entered the uh, pharmacy in Winslow Township and demanded OxyContin from the pharmacist. Uh, Oxycontin is a Vicodin-like drug. It's an opiate, highly addictive. Um, police say the uh, pharmacist identified as Doctor John Agumon. So, okay, I was right. He's a doctor. doctor. You're right. John Agumon. Um, he. I'm gonna guess he's uh, South African, uh, Ethiopian by the look and by the name. Um, uh, he distracted the subject by saying there was someone entering the store. So he did the classic, look over there, and it worked. Uh, and then he ran to the back and got his own shotgun or got his gun, it says, because, you know, every good pharmacist in New Jersey <laughs> has a gun in the back. So as the suspect fled the store, the pharmacist is chasing after him, firing off bullets, <laughs> fired, quote, at least five shots at the suspect outside the pharmacy. So he chased him down the street, firing at him. And then he wow. says, in hindsight, um, he wonders if in the heat of the moment he could have cost innocent lives. You know, you don't know who's out there. It could be a child. You don't know who's out there. That's my main concern. Yep, so, exactly. You know, afterwards he thought, maybe not so much. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, it's unclear whether or not the suspect was hit, but police say he was able to get away on a mountain bike. <laughs> so apparent. <laughs> so he's um, on his way to eat some berries. Uh, yeah. I've just noticed that I haven't heard the chime. Yes, we fixed it. It's awesome. Yeah, that yeah, that was that was my. It was all awesome. Well, we 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 weren't we weren't positive. You said we were moving ahead, even if it didn't fix it. That's true. We never commented on the fact that it's it's fixed. And people listening to the show have no idea what we're talking about because that was before we started recording. Oh, so if you are wondering, you should join us live. What a great plug! That's a big market teaser right there. When does wow. that happen, John? <clears throat> What's that? When does that happen? Well, uh, currently that happens at 8 p.m. Central, and you can find us live in our live feed at elementopi.com. And uh, the tab, uh, what is it, live, I think, isn't it? Yeah, just elementopi.com slash live. Right. It's, 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 it's 9 o'clock Central, Sean. 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah See, don't when the big hand Central, is on the 12 and the little hand is anyway. No, okay. It's 9 right. Central, 10 right. Eastern. Something like that, yeah. Look on the just, calendar on the. T- <laughs> go to the. Get on there, hop, Click on the hop schedule. on there at six p.m. and just and listen just hang until out. we come on. Yeah, and and since we record on Thursday, you might as well log in on Wednesday just to make sure you don't miss it. Right. Uh, so to clarify, Thursdays ten Eastern, nine Central. Right. And just because the segues were so good, I didn't mention that these last stories, beginning with the uh, the Loris story and going through the Docs and Robert story, came from our very own Corey Knapp. So uh, the oh, first. What? 
we we concluded the Jim section. Now this is the end of the Corey section, and now we're on to the Sean section. Uh, a very good section. So Sean, why don't you take the take it? You take it away. All right. Well, this first one uh, I called uh, Granny Yank. So uh, just you know, we don't hit Texas very much, and uh, it, it's not because we're fond of Texas or so fond of Texas that it's we just can't because go there. Florida and Pennsylvania are so rife with stories. Right, right. I mean, they just, you know, you go out there researching for the show and those states just slap you in the face. But uh, yeah, so here, and this is actually, Mark, this will sound familiar to you because it's, it's pretty close to where I'm at. Uh, local Texas Police Department, uh, the, an officer stopped a 77-year-old grandmother. She was literally on her way home from church and she was speeding and he repeatedly asked her for her driver's license. Well, she uh, replied back that she was in a hurry because she really had to use the restroom. And so she kept refusing to give him her driver's license. That's valid. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the officer uh, finally kind of got uh, okay, belligerent with her. Let's just say here she was stopped for driving 66 in a 50. So she's a hardened criminal, obviously. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so the officer then, and uh, there's some video that goes along with this, and yeah, he 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 probably took it a little far, I think, but uh, but still, you know, he's kind of hard pressed for, you know, what do I do now? Uh, so he ends up dragging her out of the car and arresting her. Yeah, let's let's and, read the, let's read the transcript because cops in Texas wear body mics and everything's recorded. Right. So. <clears throat> She says, just hurry up. I have to go to the bathroom. And he says, let me see your driver's license and insurance, please. She declined several times. No, I want to see your driver's license and insurance, please. And then I'll listen to uh, what you, to listen to you, what the officer said. I'll give it to you in a minute, she replied. No, you give it to me now or I'm going to take you to jail. Well, go ahead, she said. So he did. He grabbed Granny, yanked her out of the car, and cuffed her and stuffed her. Yep. Welcome yeah, to Texas. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You can watch the yeah. whole video, actually. Yeah. Well, that, the only thing that surprised me is this didn't end in a shootout. Because <laughs> <laughs> how many how many granny with the shotgun stories have we heard over, or, you know, from Texas? Well, Grandpa uh, had a gun, a knife, and a frying pan. So you right. know, she's got a lot to, to live up to. Right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, she's got an attorney. She's not sure if she wants to sue over this or not, uh, per the attorney. But, uh, yeah, just uh, thought it was, was kind of interesting and, and certainly weird and indicative very much of both the law enforcement and the elderly in Texas. I wonder if she peed in the cop car. Yeah. You know, just fine. <laughs> that would be great. You know, I'm going to let her rip right here. <laughs> That's right. what I did the last time I was arrested. <laughs> that'd be a lot of pee show title yeah. there but i know that yeah. one's not making it <laughs> so this next one we've already done and the one after that's one i already skipped over so uh right uh, let's keep going on to the hey doc you cut too much <laughs> yes so philip seaton uh, this is a gentleman that was went into, he, this is an older gentleman. I, I don't remember exactly how old he is, but he looks like he's probably in his late fifties, maybe. Yeah. Uh, in, but out was of going, Kentucky. He's a Kentucky man. 
Right, was going in for a circumcision. So he goes in, you know, I, relatively uh, simple procedure, I guess. Uh, while he's under and he's having this circumcision done, the doctor performing the circumcision realizes that he has uh, cancer of the penis. So he removes the penis. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I want to know is why a 50, 65-year-old man, they don't say when looking at his picture, decides yeah. today is the day to have a circumcision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, and I'm looking in the article. I don't see the, where it says that he went in for a circumcision. Maybe I'm just missing it. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, obscure in there. Because uh, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, what was he going in for? But uh, let's see here. Find it. Did you find it? And the patient claims the surgery was supposed to be a circumcision. He never authorized the amputation. I right. met this nice Jewish woman, and she said. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the doctor is hiding behind, you know, those, uh, they'll have this kind of blanket sort of uh, waiver that you have to sign, right? And if you've ever gone in for even the smallest little procedure, they have they give you this kind of broad waiver that you have to sign that basically says they can remove your brain if they find it necessary. Right. And uh, so that's what the doctor's hiding behind. But uh, yeah, rather than, you know, let's hold off on this and let this guy wake up and talk to him about it, he just went ahead and removed said uh, Loris. Yeah. So I've, I got a tea off time at noon. <laughs> And if I let him wake up, that's going to blow my whole day. Uh, the, the doctor's lawyer says, uh, quote, this, isn't, uh, this case isn't about a man's penis being removed. It's about a cancer being removed. Now, let's, let's look at the doctor's perspective. He was doing the guy a favor. It really, uh, in the grandest scheme of things. Um, he saved his life <laughs> by cutting yeah, off but Mark, his wanker. You're 65 years old. I'm thinking... I want to go ahead and live out the rest of my life with that thing. Fully intact, right? Right. Well, even that, it's there's very few cancers that I know of that one day is going to make a difference. Right. At that yeah. point. That's true. Uh, so, you know, you wake the guy up, you say, I got bad news. Good news and bad news. Bad news is I didn't do the circumcision. Good news is you have a penis. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> You've got cancer of the penis. Cancer. Good news. I didn't cut it off without asking. I mean, you have the talk with the guy. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm in the quote-unquote medical profession. I deal with compliance and, you know, Mark, and, and things like this all the time and discussions around this kind of thing. Uh, we know even with from a, from a technology side standpoint, what can we do, what can we not do? Can we release results automatically? We're not. This was clearly not the right thing to do. Now, the, apparently his wife was outside, but they were at the time legally separated, and therefore she was not um, – the, she didn't have consent. She didn't have the right. ability to do that. She just automatically have it. Right. So the you know one of the things was he could have just stopped and gone in and talked it over with her, but no, you couldn't. Um, so th there's no obvious right or wrong here. But no. uh, you no, know, I disagree. I think the doctor was obviously wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, think about it. If you're talking about your your own Loris, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one I'm thing. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure 99.999% of men are going to be on one yeah. side of that argument. All things it, being equal, I'm going to come down to the side of not whacking off my wanker. Right. Yeah, right. As well. Could have woken him up it, and talked to him. Killed him. 
Well, the you know, it's it's one thing if I'm if they bring me into the emergency room and my right leg is mostly severed at the knee and I'm bleeding out and they amputate my leg to save my life, I'd say okay, thank you for exercising your your medical uh, decision making there. But this is a little different. And I think the last line of the article sums it up really well. Was this truly an emergency? That's the question. And I think that's it. That had it, if it was an emergency, if it couldn't have waited the four hours for the anesthetic to wear off, um, then the doctor was justified. But that's a pretty small window there that he yeah. had to work with. This right. is a, this is a, this is a sad story. It really is. But the name of the link down at the bottom, the read more, is I had to chuckle. Appeals court to weigh penis amputation. <laughs> <laughs> It was about 19 ounces or so. <laughs> bad choice of word. There. Uh, um, it's a bad day for uh, penises on this show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Even if they're made of monkeys. <laughs> but there's more, Mark. As long as we're in the area of the penis. <laughs> in New Jersey. Where this show tends to hang out. We, we like the penis region. We spend a good deal of time there. Um, a Newark, New Jersey woman. Um, now we've had a story from, I think it was New Jersey about a woman mm-hmm. injecting, what was it like super glue into, to other women's butts to plump them up a little right. bit. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently this woman was using, uh, an industrial grade silicone to do the same thing to men. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Because a 10-inch loris is not big enough. <laughs> what, what, was, what was the slender loris? Was that it? There was, right, the, there was a right. description to it. I don't remember. I've already forgotten it. A New Jersey woman pled not guilty Tuesday to causing a man's death with an injection of silicon he hoped would enlarge his penis. A procedure that experts caution doesn't work. Casia uh, Rivera, 35, could face up to 10 years in prison if convicted of reckless manslaughter in the death of a 22-year-old man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, okay, very, very this sad. is this is Darwin at work again, because uh, and if you're listening to this, head on over to elementop.com and uh, check out the show notes here, and we'll have the link up there. Uh, there's a picture of this lady, and I got to ask you guys, would you ever let this l- – woman anywhere near you with a needle let alone I, that area i would not let her near that area end of I wouldn't sentence pay her to, to strip on the street corner by my car <laughs> even though she looks quite that, a that, bit like the other lady enough. from the other article <laughs> yeah so, yeah, so you know uh, this woman quote advertises with flyers posted at local businesses what? that she can make your yin yang bigger by injecting it with silicone silicone excuse me that's um, just a bad idea. Yeah. His death was ruled a homicide when he died the next day after the procedure. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's total Darwin in action there. And the doctor's final words were, none of it works. <laughs> so not only does this not work, none of it works. None of it works. <laughs> well, I, I like this line. If there was a legitimate method for penile lengthening, Johnson and Johnson or Pfizer would have bought it up and made billions and billions of dollars worldwide. The yeah. fact that they don't means it does not exist. That's that's wisdom well spoken right there. That's, Absolutely. The same thing about the magic weight loss pill. Right. And the same thing about anything that sounds too good to be true. 
If it was so, good enough to be true, somebody else would already be making money off well, of it. Well, according to Dr. Oz, raspberry ketones, when taken in conjunction with a healthy diet and exercise program, will cause weight loss. You know what else? One M&M a day, when taken in conjunction with healthy exercise, <laughs> healthy eating exercise <laughs> program, will cause weight loss. That's yeah. it. We're going to be rich, If you guys, eat a bag of M&M M&Ms and run 30 miles a day, you'll lose weight. Guaranteed. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the M&M uh, diet. That's it. I've come up with my plan. Lots of penis stories tonight. Sean, yeah. be honest. Did you put Florida and penis in Google? <laughs> <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> No, but it, that's a I good idea for next out week. My stories, idea for next that it was gonna be, it was gonna look like that because it was like I don't know eight stories and six of them were either penis Florida or penis in Florida. <laughs> I don't know. So, so here's my t- uh, t- title for this article: He couldn't find a goat. Sergio <laughs> Alvarez jailed for strangling a pelican. I'm so mad I could strangle a pelican. A California homeless man by the name of Sergio Alvarez in the Malibu area was convicted of strangling a brown pelican to death near Malibu Pier. This is kind of sad. The guy was just hungry. Right. Police say the 30-year-old initially said he found the bird dead already. Later, he admitted that he'd killed the pelican because he was hungry and hadn't been able to catch any fish. A a passerby approached... um, a sheriff's deputy on, on the evening of August 22nd, so this is not a news story, saying they'd spotted a man choking a pelican. Uh, witnesses uh, said Alvarez had his hands around the bird's throat and the animal was flapping his wings in, in stress before going limp. On yeah, Friday, they, he pleaded, pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor charge of animal cruelty. And he got 60 days of three square meals a day out of it. Yeah, he stepped up. <laughs> He's, he's you know, a, what What kills me, though, it, because, yeah, they, they say animal cruelty, but I'm thinking, he was hunting, right? Yeah, I mean, all across this nation, we can, we can hunt, right? I don't know if a, pe- a pelican is a, a endangered species or somehow protected or whatever. It doesn't say yes. that in here, I don't think. It does. Uh, Very last paragraph. It does? They are a fully protected species in California. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, there it is. You can't yep. kill anything in California right. except apparently the economy. <laughs> right, right. Beef cows Corey, you were are saying protected something, species. No, I was just agreeing. I was just saying, yeah, it's crazy. He got the meals, you know, going to jail. He got what he, he got he his got meals needed, in jail yeah. and eat. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if if the guy had just stepped on that blind spider, he'd have done us all yeah. a favor. But uh, <laughs> wrong, wrong state. And then another one in this, our favorite southern state. Florida. <laughs> Terrence Bonney, Bonnie, excuse me, allegedly calls 911 on Barack Obama. <laughs> Do we really even need to go any further? Oh. <laughs> he may be a conservative, but he's pretty liberal, liberal when it calls to calling 911. Orange County resident Terrence Bonney, 53, called emergency services several times on Saturday to complain about the president, Barack Obama. President was viv- visiting Central Florida that day, according to the Orlando Sentinel. After his first call, Secret Service agents were alerted to Bonnie's behavior and responded to his home. They searched his house and didn't find any threats, so they left. That is until Bonnie called 911 several more times. So the feds <laughs> are in your house, and when they leave, you start all over again. 
While he was being arrested, Bonnie, Bonnie allegedly told officers they had a photo of Obama with a noose around his neck, but didn't intend on hurting the president. I love his sure. quote. It's like I shot JFK. I guess you can't just threaten the president. <laughs> As a matter of fact, no, you can't. No. Right. <laughs> there are actually laws against that. Neighbors say fired. Bonnie is regularly threatening anyone nearby and that the picture of Obama is the least of their worries. At least he kept his clothes on. His lawn is uh, uh, decorated with swastikas, apparently. And the charge was misusing 911. Thank you, Florida, for having the most insane people in the world. <laughs> because guess what? The next story is from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> a florida woman <laughs> demands money and pulls a gun on a man during sex in a moving car <laughs> now first off let's consider the intelligence of this process now there are a lot of things that i don't want to do in a moving car all right having a gun pulled on me is one of them i would say having sex in another that's probably not the safest thing but having a gun pulled on me while I'm having sex in a moving car, that's pretty far up there on the list. I, I love the, uh, the the fourth paragraph. The incident, which happened during the early morning hours of September 3rd, was the result of a chain of events that started at the Paddy Wagon Irish Pub in Port Charlotte, according to a police report. <laughs> Again, I have to I have to urge listeners to go over to the show notes and see this because she's doing like the evil eye thing in her mugshot. I know it. After it a some scary into her. After right. a week long investigation, she was arrested on an armed robbery charge. The incident happened during the early mornings of September 3rd. Yeah. You just read that part. Sorry. Uh, Lynn Scott, Lynn Scott, that's her, her name was accompanied uh, by a friend and met with an unnamed victim and two of his friends at the bar. After it closed, the men invited women to come to a private residence where a man and the other woman went into the bathroom to have sex, because that's what you do. The girl said she needed $250, which the victim said he didn't have. She asked how much he did have, and he gave her $120. Okay? That's that's called uh, collective bargaining. Uh, the man went to the bathroom, and both the women left the house. Okay? Police said the man called the woman to whom he gave the money and arranged to meet her at a local convenience store. When he arrived at the location, he instead found Lyd Scott, who, and, uh, who said her friend had left. Lyd Scott then got into the man's car and began having sex. Give the man props twice in, in a short while. <laughs> while he was driving his Nissan Sentra. So this is not exactly a, a, uh, a spacious vehicle. Yeah. Lyd Scott allegedly demanded money from the man who told her he'd already given $120 to her, to her friend. At that point, she pulled out a three fifty seven revolver and held it to the man's head while having sex with him while he's driving. <laughs> and, you know, give give him credit for having some uh, manual dexterity there. He grabbed yeah, the weapon, exactly. punched her in the face, uh, <laughs> causing him to lose control of the car. Um, <laughs> and the vehicle struck a palm tree and went through two <laughs> yards before coming to a stop. <laughs> You're going to palm tree. I'm just going to pretend <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> it's wow. just, it just keeps getting, all I have to do is read the story. I don't even have to make the jokes. All I have to do is read the story. 
Well, I will say, Mark, that your earlier prediction has failed to come to pass. That I wasn't. We did, do in all fact, of get through every single one of these. Well, yeah. I, I, we skipped a couple, but yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we skipped, skipped two, but they were the same article. Yeah. <laughs> and it was which about I thought had okay. one of the ones with the most promise, but <laughs> maybe not. Well, I mean, if you guys want to do it, you can, but I didn't think it was appropriate. Oh, Mark. <laughs> oh, on this show? We have to have some decorum. We have to have a standard. No. <laughs> okay, fine. Here we go. <laughs> this is both weird and gross and funny and, and weird. Did I mention weird? Oh, and by the way, it's in Florida. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I got to read. Mark, can I do this one? Please. You know, I know you don't want to. I got so the guy gets an argument um, with his landlord, basically, and the no, landlord. It, it gets better. The reason they're having an argument is the landlord busted in on him while he was asleep and demanded okay. the rent. Well, listen to this. This is this is the best part of it. Liddell, who was napping at the time, woke up and started arguing with Bressler. 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 Yeah, something like that. According sure. to the Independent Florida Alligator. Things got fecally physical. <laughs> Wait, can, can we just pause there for underwear. a moment? When you're sitting around trying to decide what to name your, your newspaper, uh, how long do you have to sit there before you come up with the independent alligator? <laughs> Florida alligator, thank you very much. We're proud of that name. Yeah. All right, please continue. Uh, fecally physical when Bressler grabbed some dirty underwear and smeared it on Liddell's face, according to the arrest report. The underwear was full of poop, and he was trying to wipe it all over me. So why do you have underwear full of poop in the first place? Secondly, why do you keep it on hand? Then the article goes on to say, the skid mark skirmish spilled outside. (laughs) That's good alliteration right there. That's good writing. Oh, and of course, he was charged with battery. So during the fight, they not only... Uh, the, the, the turnabout is fair play. So the guy grabbed the underwear and shoved it back into the other man's face. Right. Where witnesses say he didn't even bother to try to wipe it off. The whole time he was being booked and arrested, he had stuff on his face and was fine with it. Well, I mean, he was sleeping with it, so I guess he must have been okay with it. And yet again, go to the show notes because there is a there is a picture of this. You can see it on his face. Well, um, we talked about Darwin a few times here, and and uh, uh, my uh, my browser here, I've got in the background, I had Facebook, and I closed that window, and one of my friends had posted a little uh, a little one of those picture th- things that are popular to do now in Facebook, where it's got it's just text, but it's a right. it's an image of text, and it says, "I'm not saying we should kill all the idiots. I'm just suggesting that we remove all the warning labels and let the problem sort itself out." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. I actually created one of those myself. It was a picture with text that said, would somebody please explain to me why people keep posting pictures of text? (laughs) Did anybody explain it? No. no, Okay. I got no response. All right. That was some, that was some, uh, some, um, that was some interesting news. The independent alligator. Let's just say that. Excuse me. Independent Florida alligator. That's right. As opposed to an independent Asian crocodile. So you go to alligator.org. That's where you can see the article in its entirety. Oh, oh, we skipped this part. It was a camper. So the rent that they were talking about was for uh, space at a camper park. Camper. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so if you own a camper park and somebody's behind on the rent, apparently the appropriate managerial tactic is to just break through the door and wake them up. Because that's what you do. That's the show title, because I've said it 17 times. Because that's what you do. That's what you do, yeah. <laughs> you, you break into somebody's apartment. And then apparently it's a well-known defense of that. When you're behind on your rent, you have to take a crap in your own underwear and then keep it handy. Keep it. <laughs> these, are, these are rules in Florida. I'm just explaining to the people who live in the other 49 states. If you're going to go to Florida and get behind on your rent, you got to have some crap on hand. Deputy Craig Smith, who answered the call, duly noted that Liddell had fecal matter on his neck and ear. <laughs> this is a trailer park, Mark, is what this was. Yes. It was a trailer park. Well, I was, I was yes, okay. Good old-fashioned white trash. It was a trailer <laughs> yeah. park. And man, but alligator.org is pretty cool. You know, getting, getting alligator.org as a website, that's pretty good. Especially in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Where the alligator is the state bird, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one and I think that's it we gotta end on that so guys um, would you like to go around the horn and tell people how you can contact you or would you just rather they didn't <laughs> my name is anonymous at anonymous.com that's shamed my name is shamed at embarrassed.org <laughs> I'm not afraid to take it. Double A R O N at one meal workout.com. That's me. Aaron. Port Corey on Twitter. P O R T C O R E Y. And you can find me at Sean S H A W N T A X on Twitter or email me, Sean at elementopi.com. And I'm Mark, and I'm the ringmaster of this week, weekly circus. And. Uh, <laughs> You can find this and other shows that generally have a higher intellectual level of content. Generally. 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 At elementopi.com. And if you'd like Mark. to send me links or notes, you could do that, uh, Mark at elementopi, uh, or you can tweet me at Mark Cockrell, and I will read them. I'd like to share a, a final story, if I may. You're talking about being the ringleader. My, my hometown, if you don't know it, is Sweeney, Texas. Not Weenie, Texas even though we were called that everywhere we went. Sweeney, Texas, population 3,500 approximately, small town. Or as town. your dad said, it's Swinney. Sweeney, Texas. Sweeney, Texas. Swinney. So if the circus comes to Sweeney, you know it ain't that big of a circus. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yes. everybody in the town, entire town came out. Billy Bob's one-ring circus. It was literally a one-ring circus. And the funny part, was, I'll never forget this. The funny part was everybody did five things. So literally, it'd be like the guy climbs up the pole, goes three or four times back on the tramp uh, the trapeze, jumps off, bows, goes down the ladder, and comes back up. Popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> like thirty <laughs> seconds later, popcorn, and uh, goes, and then goes back down. And then a minute later, he's fighting the he's fighting the lion off. You know, whoosh, 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 he's the lion tamer. And then you know, Cracker Jacks, candy, kind candy. <laughs> but the ringleader was the best one because he, he's you know older guy probably his circus came out he was the magician and he actually was the lion tamer and he was the the ringmaster and he would they would do some kind of fairly lame act that had one elephant <laughs> that was their entire menagerie one elephant and he ended everything oh, no, no, no. thank you thank you very much no matter how stupid or like 
And you could tell he was so going through the motion. So when you said that I'm the ringleader, that's all I can hear in my head is thank you. Thank you very much. This is the greatest show we've ever done. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's, it's just childhood memories. <laughs> that's it. That's the story. Uh, Didn't say it was a good story. Yeah. <laughs> we we should have ended with the nah. story. Thank you <laughs> very much. Because <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> what right. would we do? This just wouldn't be a show if we didn't have Florida poop and penises. Yeah. There'd just be no show. Well, literally, oh, Sean, what? if there weren't penises, none of us would be here. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty important thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or poop. Because we'd be full of it. We'd be, we'd be a dead. I have but been referred to as full of it many times, Aaron. <laughs> we, didn't, uh, we didn't specifically mention porn, which I'm happy about. But we did have multiple naked people. So that's close yeah. enough. Yeah, we had that. Yeah. And our, gay, our that. gay content was a little low this week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll get to work on that for you next the week. Next week, we, gotta- <laughs> we just got to go with the news of the week, and this week it was all about poop. So uh, and PCP and zombies. Zombies, yeah. Zombie poopers. Okay, I'm done. Thanks, everybody. If you've hung with us this long, if you've been here for an hour and a half listening to us talk about Florida poopers, um, seek professional help. Uh, but then join us back here next week. For now, that ends this episode of The Periodic Table.